Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I'm Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, the near in the equation. Today, we're going to talk about the experiences that remind us of our Disney vacations, but we're we're going to approach it from a little bit different perspective. To, today, we're going to talk about outside the parks. We've covered all the parks and now we're going to step outside and just discuss some of the things around the parks and some things. I don't know, John, I, I have a few things that maybe aren't exactly 100% Disney, but maybe Disney adjacent, let's say. But I do have some Disney stuff as well. So I'm not really sure where you're going with um, your list, but why don't we start off with uh, your first item? Uh, mine go all over the place and they keep, they seem to keep growing, but I think I'm going to start out with one that most people, I shouldn't say that a lot of people don't like the food, but they like the place. And I know they were all over the country and everything else. But for me, once every trip, at least we would book the rainforest cafe. And I know the food is extremely overpriced and it's not the greatest, but it's really is a unique place to eat and for me it was one of the only play times we would go there like we would go there typically only on vacation just one you know random lunch um, either at Disney Springs or at the Animal Kingdom location but again I always considered that not part of Disney because it's not and uh, yeah for some reason the Rainforest Cafe to me makes me think of vacation and like I said, uh, I think a lot of people actually do agree with me, though, because I, I use my Instagram to gauge a lot of things. And I put up a video just walking around there for a few minutes, and it got an awful lot of love considering, you know, I think all the hardcore Disney people are like, oh, that's garbage. Don't eat there. But the people who actually vacation, that's something that they do. It's fun. And I think I'm I'm going to uh, the T-Rex cafe this this uh, sunday a neighbor's birthday <laughs> and i look forward to it i haven't i haven't been there long. i know it's corny but sometimes it's nice just to be a regular old tourist and buy some overpriced food with some animatronics around it's funny you said that about the animatronics and it's funny that you mentioned that because that was actually on my list as well john was it yeah you're not the only one so the rainforest and t-rex i had down there and i've never actually ate at t-rex i've just stood outside and kind of admired all the artwork i've gone into the sh uh, shop area or i think they have a shop right don't they have oh, a yeah. shop right? Yep. so i've been into that shop and i've kind of looked around and kind of peered through the door just to check out all the scenery in there and uh, I, I guess i'm kind of corny too john i i really dig um all those uh touristy things and i dig the rainforest so much and maybe i'm a little embarrassed to even say this but i dig the rainforest so much that when i was in chicago i even made it a point to go to the rainforest cafe in chicago and you know. I, w I went to niagara falls like four or five years ago and they had a little version of it there too and i was like oh we have to eat lunch there and again I, for me, it's just the Disney connection and the feel and the animatronics. Yeah. And to me, it feels like classic Disney stuff. Just, you know, like the Tiki Room started out, just little birds flicking around and stuff. It's like a whole 
restaurant filled with that kind of uh, level of animatronic. And I do, you know, the food is kind of, eh, it's okay. But, you know, there's certain things on that menu that aren't too bad. You just got to pick and choose what you eat. You, you know, th there's things that you look at that menu and you're kind of like, man, I don't know if that's going to be great here. But just so know. everybody knows, I've been getting the same meal there for years. And it's actually really good. And there's not much on that menu that stayed the same. Like I used to get this, uh, a brave new world. It was called like a, it was like a flatbread. It was so good. But anyway, for the past like 10 years, I've been getting the China Island chicken salad mm. and it's really good. And it's been good for many years and the price keeps going up every time I go in. But uh, it's one of the things on the menu that stayed the same for a long time. Pretty much everything else that people have gotten there comes and goes, but that seems to be a staple for some reason. So, well, I actually, like I said, I had that. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, as far as the animatronics and everything goes, that's what really always draws me into that place. And we've had so many good memories as a family there on our vacations. And again, this is when you're talking our podcast and you're talking me being a thousand miles away, I think that's kind of what our, you know, what, what our differentiation is here, right? You as the local and, and me as the tourist and you, you tell everyone what your experiences were as a tourist, as opposed to what it's like now, you know, maybe things are different and stuff. Uh, and for me to look at everything from that tourist standpoint, yes, I'm a Disney nerd. I, I go down there about every year and all those things, but I'm still a tourist and I still like to do corny touristy things and the, the rain for, and you know, people can make fun of me all they want. I understand that's fine, but you know, it's just like the eighties. People don't look at the eighties and say, you know, oh, yes, things were so, so advanced, so great back then. No, people look <laughs> at the 80s and they listen to aha and, you know, watch like corny moments and back to the future and stuff. You know what I mean? That's what we love about the 80s and what we remember. So that's kind of like the rainforest and the T-Rex for me. It's kind of like one of those experiences. I just dig it. There's just something about animatronics that lures me in. There's something about all the noises. You know, every once in a while you have a storm roll in when you're in there eating and, and it gets dark and you'll hear the rain and the different animals start freaking out and making all kinds of noises and all that, you know. Uh, you're going to love T-Rex then too. And it's hard to sit in the, in the room, but the ice room is everybody's favorite it's like a big ice cave and it changes colors and it's so it doesn't sound that great but when you're actually there it's really cool to see like the whole room turn blue and then a red and then purple oh. like it, it goes real slow but it's like an ice cave oh, that's and cool. yeah and you know just seeing the dinosaurs around and stuff it's i actually look forward to eating there again this this weekend so actually i'm gonna eat there saturday saturday huh. i'll be at t-rex at three o'clock, but this podcast will be over, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast won't be out by then. It'll be. You've already. You have already ate there by the time this reaches people's ears. Yeah. Uh, um. The the thing about that is, I'm thinking when we get down here in this, in uh, September, that might be a good place for maybe a dessert or something like that. You know, uh, uh, that's that's some food for thought there. Uh, so I don't know, you've, 
you know, we kind of talked up on that and both agreed. So it was one for, for both of us, really. Um, so go ahead, John, if you want to do another one. Why? Well, this is one. I asked my wife and daughter what they think of when they think of vacation stuff. So my wife's was, she really loved her morning coffee runs at when we were on vacation and meeting. She would get up extra early all by herself and, you know, go to the food court or wherever, a nice long walk, most likely in most resorts, and just go to get coffee in those early morning quiet time at Disney World. And then she always enjoyed, too, actually just sitting with her coffee and just enjoying the atmosphere, whichever hotel we were at, if, if, if there was an outside balcony, she would be there. Like at the, when we stayed at the animal kingdom lodge, it was always nice. You could sit and watch the animals in the morning, but pretty much anywhere though, just the, just the feel of waking up early because you're excited for the day and you know, the going to get some nice, uh, Joffrey's coffee to bring back to the room and it, that's that that was her thing and like i said i always appreciated it too because by the time i would be waking up my coffee would already be there so i was very i was very thankful for her morning coffee walks too but she actually did enjoy it though and like i said it was always a thought of being on vacation yeah that's great that is really great <clears throat> didn't even really think about that but i guess i kind of did like a morning coffee run too uh each morning and and it's more for me because my wife she's not really a coffee drinker but uh for me i always liked walking up to the you know the cafeteria or cafe or wherever you go to get coffee when you're on vacation you know depending on your resort oh and to piggyback on top of that too my daughter had said she always loved getting the uh, uh i guess like a cinnamon roll my my wife would always bring her back a cinnamon roll for breakfast, so we we got coffee and my daughter got a cinnamon roll and just the routine of that that's not a normal thing. So to to have that brought back and like I said, a fresh cinnamon roll every morning was kind of her thing. That's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Uh, my next one is the is it kind of along those lines, John, in the walk for the morning. I usually like to get up right at the, when I'm on vacation. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not a morning guy. I don't like getting up in the morning when it's still dark out and all that. Sometimes I have to do that to go to work because I do commute. But uh, when I'm on vacation at Disney, sometimes I like to get up early in the morning, either go for a walk, maybe a little jog around wherever resort I'm staying in. Pop Century is one of my favorites because that hourglass lake right there, that circuit that you walk around or, or jog around last time I, I was jogging, uh, between pop and then you take it around to, uh, art of animation. And this it's, it's great. And if you get there early enough, it's still dark out. The noises coming from that lake, 
<laughs> if you're a Pennsylvania person, the noises are quite different coming from that lake than some of the lakes that we hear up here in Pennsylvania or some of the waterways. So uh, it's just an interesting experience. Some of the cast members are driving around on carts and things like that that early in the morning. You know, you'll run into other people walking or jogging. Typically at that point in the morning, they're jogging around uh, Hourglass Lake. But um, Hourglass Lake in particular, but I, I don't really want to just say Hourglass Lake. Pretty much anywhere that you stay at Disney World at this point, they typically have a running or walking trail with a sign up, just kind of marks it out for you. And uh, that's always a, a really big part of my experience when I get down there. I, I just love getting up, experiencing the resort early in the morning and, you know, uh, before you get the coffee, before you get your morning shower and, and just kind of dipping into that Florida humidity and heat early in the morning and uh, experiencing everything that you have to experience at that point so yeah that one kind of does go along with my wife's because i'm sure that's a big part of of what she enjoyed was just the the ambiance of the walk go you know in the morning uh walking to wherever they have the coffee you get that same feel and vibe of everything starting up for the day all right my next one um it's going to go back to food rice crispy treats and (laughs) And I I actually would buy the Rice Krispie Treat in the park, but I would never eat it in the park. And what I used to do, um, I the Main Street Confectionery, I they had those giant Mickey heads. And for a very small fee, it's since gone up, but it used to be like, say, like $13 for the giant Mickey head Rice Krispie Treat. And then you could have whatever you want done to it, like dipped in chocolate with M&Ms or whatever. And it would only be a few dollars more. So I used to buy them one time per trip, maybe a couple times, two times, but usually (laughs) one time per trip, I would, I would, I would uh, go there when we go to the magic kingdom and, you know, put in the order and it would only end up being like 16, $17 for a rice crispy treat. And those little tiny ones in the packages would be about five, six dollars a piece. And I remember thinking, if that's worth six dollars, this is like a six hundred dollar rice crispy treat. <laughs> and it would be like eighteen dollars. And what I would do at the end of every night while I was on vacation, I would snack on my giant rice crispy treat. And it was so darn good. And the thing that reminded me of vacation was I didn't eat them at home I would never buy them you know I wouldn't get the Rice Krispie treats from anywhere I just would never eat them unless I was at Disney World all my Rice Krispie treats were giant Mickey heads dipped in something or other at the from the confectionery and so for me again I bought it at the parks but I never ate it at the parks like I would never eat it you know I, I that's something I would have at the end of the night you know, when we're all back at the hotel, I'd be like, oh, I can have a Rice Krispie treat snack. And uh, so they always remind me eating a Rice Krispie treat like that reminds me of uh, vacation. I, I think it was the year before last, my wife actually got me a Rice Krispie cake from Goofy's, uh, Goofy's candy shop at Disney Springs. They made an actual whole cake out of Rice Krispies and, and I gave like half of it to my neighbors and still to eat that other half. I ate so much rice. Chris, I said, please don't do that again. 
<laughs> no one else in my house eats it but me, and I love it. But I mean, I was eating a terrible amount of Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> so good for vacation, but don't get a whole cake if it's just you eating. <laughs> you probably felt bloated after that a little bit, right? I I, I ate it over a series of days, but I, every night I'm just eating so much Rice Krispie treat. And it, like I said, it was good, but you know, and I'm a and I'm the guy that eats the giant Mickey heads. Imagine how big this cake was if I'm actually complaining about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Although now I'm hungry for Rice Krispie Treats. There you go. <laughs> you could use one of those cakes. Yeah. Oh, I wish uh, I had one. My wife, she uh, used to buy those Mickey heads too. You know, once, pretty pretty typically once a trip. And then her and my oldest daughter, they used to share that. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. In fact, I even remember uh, that you could customize it. We never did that. You know, we never really did it. But... I just you know. did it because I was cheap, and I liked the ones with a little chocolate on them. And uh, one year I went, and I used to get the ones that already had the chocolate, like at the ears. And all of a sudden, I went back one year, and all they had was plain, and they just didn't make any of them anymore. And they since changed it back, but it was probably two or three years hmm. they did not have it. But they were like, "Oh yeah, we can do that," and they'd write down and put it in as a special order, and they just you know do it right there. And you didn't have to wait a while because that's the cool and stuff. So you put in the order and go back. But uh, before the the shutdown stuff, they had them back again where you could just buy them pre-dipped, at least the ears and stuff, which is good enough. Mm-hmm. But since the parks have reopened, they do not they, they didn't have any Rice Krispie treats at all. Now they only have a few. They had a few that were in the ba- in the uh, the glass case, like in the kind of like the bakery where the fudge is and the cake mm-hmm. pops and all that. They had them there, and now they just finally got a little bit of the packages back. But they said they weren't making that kind of thing at Disney, which is why, you know, like the big ones aren't available and stuff. So mm. sad wow. times. Yeah, yeah, no doing, treats. doing the bare minimum even with Rice Krispie treats. Wow. Yeah. These people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <That's> hey. <true>. <laughs> 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 Bob Chapek, he he probably hates Rice Krispie treats. That's all I can think of. <laughs> uh, probably he probably hasn't handmade at his house. So he, <laughs> he probably he probably has a Rice Krispie machine at his house. <laughs> uh, he probably keeps some of those the the confectionery workers down in the basement making fresh all <laughs> <any> time. <laughs> Well, either that or that's where the uh, where the Splash Mountain uh, animatronics are actually going to go and, <laughs> and do their new. Oh, never mind. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, so my next one, uh, the so some of the hotels, this kind of goes back and, and maybe it's just me. Maybe this is just kind of my corniness coming out. But some of the hotels have. uh you know, these like statues or whatever that you want to call them, kind of like uh, these features, mainly the uh, all-star resorts, the uh, art of animation, and of course, Pop Century. And at a lot of these resorts, they'll offer you like a scavenger hunt and they'll give you a reward at the end of the scavenger hunt. At at Pop Century, it might be just like something in a box, like a like a novelty store item that they have in a box that you can kind of 
reach in and grab it. It might be um, like X-ray specs or something that you might have seen out of a comic book in the 70s or something like that. But they're just, like I said, novelty store items that you might have seen in an advertisement in a comic book or in an old school novelty store. And that's what's really cool at Pop Century. Uh, and, and what the scavenger hunt is, is they'll hand you a sheet and on the sheet, they have you uh, take numbers down. Like uh, the characters around the resort are numbered and they have them uh, numbered with a slot on a map. So you got to walk around the resort and go and identify where those statues and what characters they are on the map. Uh, you got to identify where they're at on the map. And then you take it back to the lobby and then the manager or whoever in the lobby is going to bring a box out and let you choose the novelty item. At Art of Animation, it's a little higher end prize a lot of times. And when I was there last year, oh, about a year ago, I think pretty close to today, uh, they had a pin, like a Skyliner pin that they offered at the end of the scavenger hunt, you know, like a pin trader pin. Wow. And that was really cool. Uh, some of the other resorts that give you scavenger hunts, such as um, Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, you know, uh, the Wilderness Lodge will do it if you ask. And they'll give you res uh, rewards kind of similar to what Art of Animation hands out. Sometimes it's a pin, sometimes it's a magnet. Uh, I don't know if All Stars does a scavenger hunt but the thing with all stars is just the um kind of like the cool little features that are around the resort the the characters that they have sort of plastic statues of or whatever they're made out of uh obviously i, I don't think it'll be be a surprise to you john that really my favorite of all of these is uh pop I, I just love walking around Pop Century and, you know, you'll see a Rubik's Cube there. You'll see different characters from the movies or, you know, IP from Disney, uh, things like, uh, you know, the Mickey telephone. It's IP, but it's also still pop. So who the heck doesn't remember seeing a Mickey telephone? You know, if you were born before 1990, I would say, you know, at some point. So that that's mine. That's that's my next one here and i just uh i would encourage everyone to ask people in the lobby when you stay at one of these resorts ask if they have a scavenger hunt and just try the scavenger hunt just walk around the resort you know fill the map out or whatever they do for their scavenger hunt it's fun it gets you a chance to walk around and and kind of look around the resort and get out there and just not walk and people watch but actually walk and explore the resort that you're staying in uh i really have a fun time doing that and so that was mine john yeah that's a good one i've i've never done never done a scavenger hunt there but that'd be a good idea and uh i'm gonna stick with pop century though because it, it it always was one of my favorite hotels um I, I remember staying at much more expensive hotels over the time you know, that I vacationed. And a lot of times I'd look back and compare it to Pop Century. And, you know, I'd come up with a little bit of disappointment when it comes to transportation and food options, things like that. And I love those giant statues, too. Like, they're just fun. They're bright. They're fun. Uh, I love walking around seeing the... A Walkman, I see you see Pac-Man and Ghost, and it's like just really 
fun place to be. Like it just, it, the thinking about Pop Century makes you happy in general. It brings a smile to your face just thinking about it. Sure and, does. Um, I, and, and one of the things of my memories, it's an extinct memory there. Uh, years ago, uh, uh, Florida came out with some weird gaming law or gambling law at some point, and they had to take away all the machines throughout property and all the things that would offer prizes of any kind. But before they did that, though, every in the Pop Century Arcade, every single machine gave you tickets. So I would go there with my daughter, and it was basically like having a Chuck E. Cheese all to yourself, and you can win Disney prizes. Like, we, we, we got all the Disney stuffed animals and this, and it had all the same kind of Chuck E. Cheese, the cheap prizes, uh, the little parachute guys we could take up and throw off the balcony, and and. <laughs> Honestly, like um, one of the one of my biggest memories is that game with the fish where the big fish eats the smaller fish and then you become an even bigger fish. And, you know, we'd be playing that and the tickets would be flying out. And we my daughter was probably like, uh, you know, six or seven. And I'm like in my 30s and we're both in <laughs> we're both uh, really intense playing all these games, trying to get tickets. And it was a lot of fun. And. It was just like a special thing. Like I said, it was like having a Chuck E. Cheese, a Disney-themed Chuck E. Cheese at, at your resort. So it's like, oh, it's 110 degrees outside. feels like the sun is burning you up. Let's go inside in the dark and play some arcade games for a while and get earned tickets and prizes. And You know, at the end, we'd cash them in. And like I said, there'd be unique uh, Disney plushes there that you could only get there. And it was just... It was one of my absolute favorite things was the, the Pop Century Arcade. Now it's nowhere near as popular because, you know, gambling. You don't want children gambling with their... <laughs> Which, again, it, it was just a really dumb law, but uh, it made that part go away. And I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback, too, just to get all the pop out of the way. Uh, the dining hall at Pop, too. I just loved that. Like, whenever I would be planning a vacation i would think about all my dining options i'm gonna have it when i eat, go to the pop century and it would always make me look forward to going there and getting whatever i want basically like you know every meal we had there not that we ate a lot there but enough and uh, i'm just piggybacking that on so my whole pop century line is done and i think we both love the pop century <laughs> absolutely and what's bad about that is in a couple weeks well about a month i'm gonna be there and this is gonna be the longest august ever <laughs> <laughs> you just made it longer by uh talking about pop so thanks <laughs> no no in all seriousness though uh that's interesting that ticket thing i don't remember that in any of the resorts and i had no I have no recollection of that whole thing. I'm kind of glad that I didn't know because my kids would have spent so much time in that arcade. I would have got mad, you know, just, ah, yeah. oh, time's a wasting, you know, and uh, I'm not like that now. Uh, but at one time when the trips were a little fewer and far between because, you know, the salary was a little less, then uh, you, you, you typically want to spend most of your time in the parks. You know, at least well, we did. We were spending money at the time at, Chuck E. Cheese a lot too. Like we'd end up go, <laughs> going there, and then we were also already buying her plush toys all the time at at Disney. And I'm like, all right, if we if we have to 
get them a small amount at a time. Like, you know, like I, I, I might give her $20 for the arcade, but it's, we're going to end up with a plush toy at the end. So it's just adding fun to get what where I probably would have bought her anyway. So <laughs> it just made it more fun for everybody. So normally I am too, I hate arcades in general. Like it's just giving away money, you know, like I don't, I'm not a big fan of them, but when we could combine it with prizes, I considered it part of the, uh, I considered it in the same budget of money we brought down to buy stuff for the kids. Then mm-hmm. that's, it was in the same thing instead of just money to throw away that you never get anything out of. Yeah. But. yeah you probably looked at it as a challenge too, to get some of those tickets out of there, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> oh yeah. We knew there were certain machines that I knew. There was a machine that was a fishing game where you put the hook down and you catch. And I don't know why we were able to get so many tickets out of that thing that we would end up playing it a lot to get the maximum number of tickets. Like, I don't know if there was something wrong with that machine or what, but it would just spin out a lot of tickets. Like, you could really (laughs) cycle it well, you know? That's great. See, gaming the system. You were gaming the system, right? That's That's all right. We do that at Chuck E. Cheese. I get it. We haven't been to one in a while, but <laughs> we've gone to them plenty. Household kids, you do that. Uh, <clears throat> kind of alongside the hotel concept, I'm going to say the lobbies in the hotels, and I'm kind of going to say that generically because I, I think you can actually spend a day, and a lot of people do this. A lot of people do what's called a resort day where they'll just go to different resorts around uh, Walt Disney World. They'll usually in the middle of vacation, uh, you know, instead of just going park, 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 or Disney Springs, they they do what's called a resort day, and they'll go to Disney Springs, but they'll go to Disney Springs, or they'll drive to the different resorts and just check out the lobbies. And, man, I'll tell you, the lobbies, you can see them in your videos, John, and and they're just amazing. Uh, I can't, I've never done this. I've never done the resort thing where I've gone to a whole bunch of resorts uh, in one day, but I have gone to a few that I wasn't staying at. Just, just not did that whole resort day type of thing. There was usually a park attached to it, and along the way, I just kind of went and checked out, you know, a lobby or something like the Polynesian or something. And I have stayed at the Polynesian when I was younger, so it's not that I haven't stayed there. Uh, but um, the the lobbies in that Grand Floridian, in the Wilderness Lodge, even at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. They're, they're just, they're amazing, man. You're just not going to see those, that grouping of lobbies like that anywhere else around the world, I think. Uh, even within the Disney parks around the world, the sheer volume of craftsmanship and design and everything that you see, and they're all themed, so they all give you a different feeling. You know, the, the Polynesian gives you that you know, Hawaiian islands feel and uh, the Grand Floridian steps you back in time, you know, to, I, I, I'm assuming they're trying to look at that pre uh, uh, depression era is what it kind of feels like to me. Um, but, you know, you have that, you have the boardwalk, which kind of reminds you of a New Jersey boardwalk or, you know, something along those lines. So 
the lobbies for me, John, are just unbelievable. Even Pop Century, to go back to there, the the Pop Century lobby where you you walk in and you kind of have that smell and you have that atmosphere and you look at the pictures on the wall of different uh, pop culture icons or moments or artists or whatever. Uh, there's just such a theme to every lobby. Uh, pop Century even has those little uh, those little those those cases that they have actual things from yeah. each thing. Like, like they, you'll go by and you'll be like, uh, they'll have a Rubik's cube amongst hundreds of other items in a display case. And each one going down, there's real things are there too. And that's always fascinating. Just walking by and looking. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many things I'm like, Ooh, I had that. I remember that. That's, I, yeah. remember I had one. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, but I, I just love walking by looking at that stuff. Oh, even yeah. even the pop century yeah they, those, good lobbies. they do and even the all-star lobbies you know i'm maybe they're scaled back a little bit but they still got uh different the, the themes of the all-star resorts themselves and by the way this isn't a cut on the all-star resorts i was going to stay in an all-star resort on this trip in a month and uh because of the covid stuff those aren't open so they moved us to pop century believe me i'm happy they did i love pop Century. but even in those lobbies they'll have themes uh theming it coincides with the theme of the resort and i just i just love them john i, I really love those hotels i i just love checking them out i love your videos whenever you uh you 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 do a walkthrough a so <laughs> your wilderness lodge walkthroughs, man, they are unreal. I, I, I've never been there. I've actually never been to the wilderness lodge. Uh, I, I'm hopefully maybe I'll get down there this time. I've tried to talk my wife into maybe taking one of the boats from Magic Kingdom and uh, going over there for lunch the one day. So oh, it's worth it. I I just ate um, before the parks were open. You weren't allowed to go to the hotels and. Um, and you couldn't even make a reservation to eat unless you already had a pre-existing reservation. So my neighbor had one for her birthday, so she was able to get it. And I had lunch. All those recent videos came from a dinner at Whispering Canyon that wow. my neighbor was lucky enough to have. So I got to kind of go over there. But that's a great place to eat if you go over Spring that, Canyon. That's what Very I was good. actually looking at. I was looking Very at one the Whispering Canyon, John. And I would go to that particular one a lot because my, my there's they have a salon there, so my wife would work there on Sundays. So mm. It's a great place to go for a visit, you know, or lunch break. But nice. yeah, and if you go to the uh, Polynesian Kona Cafe, the food has really got it's gotten a lot better recently. Very good food, and uh, the other recommendation I would have for you is if you had a couple of those resort mugs. It's great just to stop at the monorail resorts. You can refill your mug with coffee or tea or whatever you want to drink and just enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy a drink. You can always, you know, get something to eat at quick service or even a snack or dessert. And, you know, that that is a really good thing to do. Like, and But when I would always go to the resorts would be when it was crowded. When it was super crowded at the parks, like around Christmas, it's like I can't even walk at the resort, at the at the park and i'd be like ah we'll go to a hotel and always a great getaway 
Yeah, we just did that uh, Christmas in July series with uh, the hotels and everything. And I, you know, a lot of, I, I noticed you had a lot of those videos of the hotel lobbies and I really loved them. They, they're they beautiful at Christmas time. I understand why you go there. Uh, to me, I would probably prefer to go there rather than the parks uh, at, at that time of year. I mean, not the whole time, but at least when they're really overly crowded. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh... Christmas at the resorts is just great. It's a great place to visit for all of them. And like I said, as a local, I, I try to book uh, dinners there occasionally. It's too expensive to eat there a lot. But, um, my wife, since she works for Disney, we get a discount on certain uh, restaurants, certain times, you know, be it lunch or dinner. So we try to take advantage of that just to sneak in a lunch here or there and keep it affordable. But so how many more do you have? I have two more. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to make my next one very simple. We'll uh, speed things up a little. One, another thing that always reminds me of vacation was Earl of Sandwich at Disney Springs. Mm. I don't, I'm, I know they have Earl of Sandwiches in other places, but never anywhere that I lived. <laughs> so mm -hmm. basically the only time I would ever eat Earl of Sandwich was on vacation at Walt Disney World. So Whenever I would be at a Disney Springs or downtown Disney, just a glimpse of Earl of Sandwich, and I'd be like, I got to have that for lunch. And I, I would go. And the other thing that I loved about it was awesome sandwich, you know, um, great service and actually affordable prices. Like compared to Disney, I remember getting a, you know, a big sandwich there and it'd be like, oh, it's like six or seven dollars. And it's like, you know, after paying theme park prices for food all week, I was like, wow, what a bargain. <laughs> so yeah. the my uh, cheapness would love it too. I'd be like, wow, <laughs> cheap and great sandwich. So anyway, that's that's my quick one. There's not a lot to say about it, but Earl of Sandwich, just seeing it and obviously eating it reminds me of vacations. Yeah, go ahead if you have another if you have another well, my other one is, uh, it's basically Animal Kingdom Lodge in and of itself. Um, that that was when we got to the point where we bought into DVC for our vacations. That's where we always went. And so we spent a lot of time at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I know you already mentioned the lobby, but even like the elevators had this certain fragrance to them. Really, really I, I don't know what they do, but the, the elevators smelled good. I love the uh, places to look at the animals. They Even if you don't have a uh, a uh, safari view or whatever they call it. A, a, a Savannah view. Savannah I view. I knew, I knew I was wrong with that. Savannah view room. Uh, just a, a couple minutes from any room, they have big viewing areas with rocking chairs. So even if you don't have the view from your room... You can probably walk four or five minutes down the hallway and just go out to one of the viewing areas. It's kind of, they have them like at the corners, you know, they have them filled in there. So you can find places to view it. But so watching the animals at the Animal Kingdom Lodge and also the uh, storytellers they would have there, um, we would... Uh, at, at night, they would have storytellers around the fire, like actual people from Africa would be there telling African stories. And um, we went to a couple of more educational ones that were inside in the lobby. Like they have you come in and they teach you about 
you know, currently what's going on in Africa. And that, and again, how often do you at learn about Africa from an Africa? I mean, the, you just can't get any more real than that. These people live there and they're telling you about what's going on there and what's just, it, it, it's, it's very educational and very different because not many of us go to Africa. So being able to talk to them being able to ask them questions, uh, just it's just a great experience. And one of those special things about the Animal Kingdom Lodge that really goes a, a, a long way. Like they don't bring in people from the Northwest to work at Wilderness Lodge, mm. but mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom Lodge, I think that's the only place where they actually bring in and not not necessarily to work. There's just some of them there, like ambassadors and stuff, but they really are from Africa, and I remember asking some questions, you know, like some some standard stupid American questions, like, <laughs> like, oh, how much do you love it being in the U.S. instead? And they were like, no, nah, I like Africa better. <laughs> like, there you go. I'm like, that's that's awesome. I actually was happy to hear it. You know, like they 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 were saying how life is so much different there, and this, but it it really is enlightening because you only hear what people tell you, you know, and it's usually not from experience so it was very enlightening actually being able to talk with people who live somewhere that different than here so again what reminds me of vacation is animal kingdom lodge and all the things going on in there and all the the smell of boma going through the i only ate there once and it was recently it was always too much well no i ate breakfast there a couple times on vacation it wasn't a thing that reminded me of vacation though because it was too much money to eat there (laughs) it only happened a handful of times but the smell of it is always there though whatever meal they're cooking is coming right up through the lobby and it'll make you hungry for it that's for sure so anyway animal kingdom lodge animals storytellers smells just everything about it makes you wonder if they hire cultural representatives from you know uh for for the polynesian resort i mean i think they do for the shows right yeah they did for a couple things they don't really have much of that there though i think the there was a woman from hawaii who was in charge of, of the luau for years they called her auntie something or other Oh, a yeah. lot of people didn't know her. She worked there for a long time and recently passed away. Oh. But, but you know, I do think they do that to a lesser extent. I've never been walking around the uh, Polynesian Resort, though, and just and saw, you know, uh, Hawaiians around to ask questions to. I guess because it's basically our country. You know, it's, it's a U.S. state. It's just right. very far away. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I guess they don't have to really think of it like that. Yeah, yeah, that's great though. Uh, and I've seen videos of some of the different educational presentations that you're talking about. That you know, you will see these cultural representatives uh, standing around, ready to receive you know all of us who are American or whatever, wherever you're from, coming there and asking questions like dumb questions about <laughs> about Africa, oh, yeah. as you said. And I'm sure, you know, being a touristy thing, you get plenty of that, you know. You get the you you get the doughboy uh, um, uh, vacationer like myself coming up and asking what the food is like or, you know, did you kill a lion before or something <laughs> stupid like that, you know? So, yeah. All right. That's great, John. I like that. Um, 
I'm going to go a little weird here. And this is mostly for people that are within driving distance, I think. Even though I wouldn't consider myself within driving distance, I'm pretty much a driver now when it comes to Disney World. And, you know, I do drive the thousand miles. Not that I'm afraid of airplanes or anything like that. We we had a flight book this time. And I won't mention the horrible, terrible uh, airline company, American Airlines, and how they did a horrible job at um, giving us unreasonable um, flight changes and things like that for our trip. <clears throat> so we just got our money back and we're going to drive now, my wife and I. This is our first trip with just her and I and our first trip with her and I driving such a distance. So uh, with that said, I'm really looking forward to 192, going to Florida and driving on 192. <laughs> Oh, please. I run on that every single day. It's, it's one mile. It's it's part of my running route. It's so close to me. It won't be next week. It'll still be close. but Yes, but come on, man. You know you're going to go see the wizard shops, right? I run past the wizard every day. I looked at him today. He's got blue, blue-eyed giant wizard guy staring at me. I talk to the wizard every time I go down there. I mean, I have to stop and just say hello. And, you know, I, I just love those stupid shops, man. I, I, I don't ever go in them. I'm sorry I don't go in them. It's just not my thing. I'm not that much of a tourist. To, to me, those shops are like going to the um, touristy shops at a beach town or something like that it's the same setup you know and from what i understand and i've seen videos of people although sometimes they'll yell at bloggers for going in there and taking videos of the stuff but i've seen videos of people actually going in there and seeing deals you know finding deals and finding vintage items and things like that not many but it's mostly just knockoffs though. Yeah. There's, there's Harry Potter all over the window and just Yeah. yeah. I but, I think I've lived right next to it for over three years now. And I went in one time because my mom was here and somebody she barely knew said, Make sure you bring me back a gift. And she was like, I can't believe they would even say that. <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, I know where to go. We'll go to this place and it's two ninety nine this and five ninety nine that. I was like, just get her something here. <laughs> and 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 she gives her the the Mickey with the deformed ears and like takes well, it back and says, Well, this was what her Mickey originally looked like, you know, when Walt drew him. <laughs> if it means anything, I was in there and my mom basically was like, Is there anything you want? And I looked around and I'm like, no. <laughs> It really did feel like one of those beach gift shops, you know, like at the beach just has, you know, the just joke. It, it has a printed, a football that has a Walt Disney World printed on the side of it, you know. Somebody probably spray painted on with a pattern. Yeah, I mean, I like 192 for the kitschiness, you know, for the corniness. I, I like driving up and down there, so just checking that go stuff. Go down a little, you can hit Machine Gun America. <laughs> <laughs> they have the women in in bikinis shooting machine guns on billboards and i remember you know after some of like the the like the las vegas shooting and stuff thinking i wonder if they're gonna take that down it's really in poor taste 
No, they don't. <laughs> not in Florida. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's still going. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> so mine, unfortunately, I sort of feel you've just shamed me, John. You've shamed me. <laughs> hey, I, I, shamed. Live, I practically live on 182. So. <laughs> there is nothing more Florida guy, I think, than 192. <laughs> yeah, From the tourist stamp. That's right. <laughs> so I, I actually, and I... I know it's just corny, but I just dig it. There's something about it. That I know I'm on vacation. I know I'm in Orlando. When I see that dang wizard in his stupid blue hat, I can't ever, help you it. You ever see any any weirdos jogging by? <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> you see the homeless guy and then uh, the guy jogging by that looks half crazy from the heat? <laughs> I mix right in with them. <laughs> Oh, that's great. As a matter of fact, got the uh, the the Shoney's there that went out of business before I even moved here. People are always hanging out in that parking lot. And I remember one day these guys called me over and uh, I, I went over, you know, I'm soaked in sweat and running and stuff. They just wanted to ask me about how far I was running and stuff like that. <laughs> really nice guys. But I mean, they had the teardrop tattoos, face tattoos all over. They... <laughs> They look like they at least at one point were all gang members of some kind, but uh, they thought it, it was funny that you know a, a slightly overweight, chubby white guy is <laughs> running by in the middle of the day every day. And they were like, Wow, you run that far in the middle of the day? They're like, Well, you're crazy. And you know, and then they got and now, like, I've already been running, you know, like a mile and a half away from there, and I'm jogging down the road, and I hear a bunch of guys yell out the window, going, and it's and it's the gang oh, member guys, <laughs> which makes me feel good because if anyone ever tried to mess with me, they'd probably be pulled up with they some serious would. to be like. <laughs> it, it'd be like I don't know if you ever saw Napoleon Dynamite, but what? when he was at that house and uh, you know uh, uh, Pedro's brothers picked him up <laughs> in uh -huh. the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it might be that. But like I, I said, super nice guys, and yeah. I think they're all legitimate now. But based on the tattooage man i don't think i think they they went through a rough patch at some point where they I, I probably would have told them i would have the power of the wizard helps me get through <laughs> this <run. laughs> well there's crazy people along 192 also so there's there there, there was a, a short lady that had a turban on that would sit out in front of a gas station and then for a while the one day i was running down the road and she was just laying on the sidewalk there too oh my I, don't, goodness. I don't know what they're doing so wow. it's a it's quite a spot so that's my 192 on to you john <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna go along with the driving thing just and that this this was one for my daughter and again it's a short one but uh we drove down a lot and one of the things that she always remembers is early, early mornings in Florida. Like when we first make it to Florida, uh, a lot of times we'd pull up to the resort and it'd be like 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, something like that. It'd still be dark out. And I think it, a lot of it was in Florida around 5 or 6 in the morning. It's extremely humid outside typically. It's like your windows will just fog. The air is thick. And sprinklers are running all over the place because they run in the middle of the night. And it's just there's a certain smell and thick humidity in the air. And she described it as the early morning Florida smell, just 
that you know when you're when you're in Florida, coming from almost anywhere else, it's just a different smell and feel in the morning. And again, it's like pure humidity. And for her, she said that smell always reminds her of vacation because we got we used to get here so early. And even if we weren't here, just waking up at a gas station, if you're in Florida and it's super it's the middle of the night or real early, you get the same thing, like just that wall of humidity and sprinkler mist. So, Yep, I know that well. I know that well. I, <clears throat> my first experience with that was my first trip down there. And we stayed at a place in Kissimmee, and I have no idea. I don't think it's still there. I don't know if it was leveled or rebranded or whatever, but there was a hotel there called Wilson World or something like that, or Wilson's That's where World. my wife stayed as a kid. Really? Yeah, yeah. That, that is, that awesome. is amazing. Tell her, she loved tell her, that I place. Stayed. It was neat. It, it's in the middle of the hotel. It had a great big lobby, and or like a big like center area to the hotel. They had a really nice buffet restaurant down there, and uh, it, it, was, it was a nice hotel, I thought. But I heard a lot about it. Yeah, I have and no idea what they did. or It's what still happened. there. As a matter of fact, it's right at the end of the road. Like, as we're driving to Disney, we would drive right past it now. And it was ironic because my daughter or my wife had such fond memories of it when she was a kid. And it's literally like a mile from our house. So we would drive by it all the time. And she told me about the lobby, too. I think she yeah. said they, they had, had, like, a waterfall and yep. had a movie theater in there. and arc, like it was, yep. he, She said it was just, like, the greatest hotel ever. And uh, it was called Wilson World. Yep. And, yep. And, and right now it's in the process of being demolished, I think. Oh, oh, uh, they're going to do something with the space. But she it was still open when we first moved down here. And she stopped and went in, and she said all the old – cool stuff was boarded up and it looked uh, it was just real shady and not it just looked absolutely terrible and the people said oh we're gonna renovate it by next year it'll be back to what it used to be and it it wasn't so it's in, in, instead you can see through it right now they've been tearing it apart piece by piece but that is funny though wilson wow <laughs> i gotta John, tell her you gotta tell her and i, I will say this i've looked up Everything I could or anything I could, I've looked up, I've Googled Wilson World. There's hardly anything out there about it. And you are the first person I've ever heard talk about that or, or even know anyone that stayed there besides me. That was our very first uh, trip down there. And I remember experiencing what you were talking about, the Florida morning, the Florida mist. And at night, you know, the same thing. It, it's like... Yeah, walking in, you're wet when you walk into your hotel from, <laughs> you know, that wall of humidity and everything. But Wilson World, yeah, that's the uh, first place I've experienced it. So, yeah, you tell her that I stayed there as well as a kid. I'll never <laughs> forget that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, when you're up, well, we should go to dinner or something one night. And uh, you can talk about uh, Wilson World. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear. I would, like that. I would like that a lot. I would like that. We, we have to... Uh, figure that out. You know, when I, I told my wife, I said, man, I would really like to go out to dinner with you guys. And if we pick the right spot, I might get a good discount. So. <laughs> there you go. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I got one more, John. I don't know how many more you have, but uh, I just have one. And it's more of a partial one, just to mention, but well, let me, let me mention mine and then we'll take it out with yours. So 
Mine is one, and a lot of people that drive to Disney or even maybe rent a car at Disney, they do the same thing, and that's the Disney outlets. And by Disney outlets, I mean the character warehouse where, you know, all that is rejected from the theme parks and not sold ends up in the character warehouse. And, you know, I'd say, what is it, Wednesday or Thursday, they get a fresh batch from the theme parks or something along those lines, and... <clears throat> they uh, typically have lines waiting <laughs> at the door, uh, just waiting to get in. Uh, there's the Vineland uh, character warehouse near near Vineland, and then there's the iDrive near the Universal area. Vineland being, of course, near uh, Disney Springs. So there's those two shops, and they're in the uh, premium outlets. I think they're both in the premium outlet places, but we typically go... Uh, to those Disney outlets when we drive down and see if we can score any cheap shirts or, you know, something for the kids, something cheap for the kids that we don't have to spend a bunch of money in the theme parks on uh, merchandise or something like that. You know, I usually look for Star Wars stuff and, and I usually take a Star Wars thing back for a friend of mine. And that's, that's more or less what we do at the Disney outlets there. But yeah, the uh, the character warehouse. Uh, I've, probably the last, I'd say, five times or so we've been down there, we've gone to those character warehouses. And, man, you can get some great deals there. You can also buy some junk there. So, yeah, uh, we're no different than anyone else driving down in that area. People that know of these character warehouses, everyone goes to them. So nothing new there, but it was it is just something that reminds us of, of the vacations, you know. Well, I have gone there a couple of times, including when I was on vacation, I think once since we moved here, but now my wife can, uh, it's not open right now, but they have cast connection for Disney World employees, which is basically like one of those stores too. But I really do think that the preference is given to selling it at the, uh, the uh, character warehouse ones because they can sell it for more money. So mm-hmm. we get the real junk. Like the stuff nobody <laughs> wants and it, but it's cheap though. Like I, I got, I, I have like a Disneyland shirt that I paid $5 and 99 cents for. And I still, I wear it all the time because huh. I got an Epcot shirt, $5. That's like, yeah. they're my favorite shirts. And I think how cheap they were is part of it. Yeah, <laughs> makes me feel even better. I didn't pay forty dollars for this T-shirt, cheap. Well, recently I saw a uh, there's a vlogger out there called Paging Mr. Morrow. He's actually from uh, Pennsylvania originally, like from the Wilkes-Barre Scranton area, and he lives down there now. And he found some outlet center or some flea market somewhere that sells uh, old resort furniture and things like that down there yeah. somewhere. I think I saw that too. Because I've done that already too. Like I have a dresser and nightstands and a mirror in my bedroom from Coronado Springs. And it's really nice. Like it's a, you know, the the furniture there is really heavy duty. And so they do sell some of that stuff at Character Warehouse. But I had a feeling they're not selling much of the good stuff there anymore. No. Uh, Disney, I, unfortunately, they're not known for treating their employees great. So if they could make a nickel more on it by sh- shipping it away somewhere else, then their employees would be out of luck, which yeah. is why they don't get the stuff. <laughs> They'll take the nickel every time. Yeah. So. 
That's he uh, found some stuff from Animal Kingdom Lodge, actually, some mirrors, some stands, and things like that. And I was really impressed by that. Yeah, yeah. So, I actually have yeah. a carved wooden uh, table from there, and I don't know where it was in the lodge, but it wasn't in a room. And it's one of my favorite pieces of furniture. It cost a few hundred dollars, but it literally looks like a it's carved out of one giant piece of wood. Like it's really cool. So, so I get stuff like that occasionally, but so, but anyway, my, my last one, and I don't put a lot of stock into it. It always reminds me of vacation, but I've never actually sat through one. Like I think I'm too fidgety, especially on a vacation that I don't like to, you know, sit for too long, but the movie nights at the resorts, they don't have it at pop. Well, at least they didn't when I went there, but they did have it at a lot of the resorts. Like at Beach Club, they had it. A lot of the the deluxe resorts, they had movies out on the beach at night. And while I didn't really stop for that myself, I always loved the idea of it. And I walked by it countless times. And I always thought it was so cool to see, you know, a bunch of people hanging out on a beach, sitting in reclining chairs, watching a Disney movie out there that... It reminds me of vacation, but not my vacation, oddly enough, because <laughs> I never bothered to do it. <laughs> but whenever I see it, I, mean, I always remember thinking, wow, that's a, that's a unique thing, you know, watching a movie. And I know they do it, even at Universal, they started doing it. They'd have movies out at the pool at night, you know, so I think it got to be a popular thing, but definitely a vacation vibe about watching a movie outside at night. Yeah, I've never done that either. Uh, I thought I remembered one being at Pop Century, though. I <clears throat> right, like I said, I I didn't. I don't remember seeing it, but I don't see why they couldn't do it. Just put it at the pool. That's where I think it is actually at the pool. I, now I could be wrong, you know, but I, I thought I remember seeing that. Uh, the one that I really uh, think is cool is uh, there's one over by the Swan and Dolphin area somewhere that they do. Not sure what resort it's even to. It, it might even be the Beach Club. Or it something. probably is the Beach Club. I've stayed there and they always have one right out on the beach there by the Yacht and Beach Club. That's probably it. It looks like it would be really cool. The Boardwalk has a nice one though too on that big open green area they have in the center of the resort where they put up the Christmas trees and all that. Mm-hmm. That's a really nice spot there. They even have video games there. Like oh, I remember wow. one night they were playing Mario Kart. A bunch of kids are out there playing, and it's a definitely a fun Disney kind of feel to it. Oh, cool. Well, I think that's going to do it. I think we really covered a lot tonight, John. I know. I thought this was going to be the hardest one and the shortest one, but here we are. It, 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 there's pretty much... You know, for the longest time, I was thinking to myself, I don't know. <laughs> what, what would I put in here? But as we started, it really just kicks in. Well, I think we kind of predicted it would go that way, right? So that's yeah. pretty typical. All right. Well, do you want me to edit in the exit or do you want to go ahead and uh, do another one? Do you want to do one? Yeah. So it'll only take a minute. I guess we could try one. All right. So let me just let me just introduce that. I'll edit part of this out, but. Anyways, uh, all right, John, that should do it. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you online? Sure. Um, You can find me at c.wdw on Instagram, c.wdw on Facebook, uh, c.wdw on YouTube, and that's no dot in that one, though. 
and uh, I also have a C.UO, which is my universal account on Instagram. Very good. And we are also working, at least I, I'm starting to work a little bit on a website for John for the CWDW empire, so to speak, and look for that coming soon. And for me, you can find me at the T-H-E-E giant rat on Instagram and on Twitter. Same handle both places uh we'll see everyone next week